0: The Flyover State Sports Show is for a mature audience. It contains strong language and adult situations. We do not own the rights to any audio of the podcast. Viewer discretion is advised.
1: state sports show i am your reoccurring host sam long and i am joined by the bald
0: bastard to my on-screen right caleb the beans you bowl i am i'm sorry i'm gonna have to jump off on this one i am sitting on a brand new couch right now oh that is
1: brand new is it leather? it is
0: yeah it's 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 real leather so it's got automatic seats it's like not automatic but like the motored seats oh and it's got a center console here so i can keep stuff in storage i can plug my phone in it's got like cup holders it's dude this this thing is nice
1: (laughs) he's living the good life now beans was your old couch fabric uh
0: my old couch was like that so it was a couch that was given to. it was a free couch It was like that fake leather stuff it's right you probably can't see it but like it's like right behind me so it's like a and it's in three sections and it's like a couch graveyard back behind me (laughs) so it literally looks like a crouch grave couch graveyard and then like i'm just sitting on this new high rolling like rolls royce of a couch
1: here's what i'm gonna say i prefer fabric couches to leather from a comfort standpoint I understand you got like dogs and everything so leather is probably the way to go easier to clean i was going to slap the shit out of you if you went from fabric to leather because that's just not the way to roll no i but you went from leather to leather so it's okay
0: yeah no it's it's a great couch i love it it's so comfortable like anytime anytime i have free time i just come down here and sit on it mainly because we spend it not a a, like we, we it was on sale so we, we didn't spend a crap ton of money on it. But it's like, I spent like three figures on this couch. I'm going to sit in this damn thing.
1: I am called by my mother, ladies and gentlemen. Let me respond to her real
0: quickly. I feel like you get a phone call from your mother every pot every time we record. Like Every it's time. Like, and it's always the beginning, too. It's like perfect. Like, we start recording. and Without then your fail. Mom, you, you know what it is. I'll tell you what it is.
1: I love my mother very much. And she likes to call me on her commute back from work.
2: Oh, And
1: I like to talk to her. She fills me in. The issue is, is we've been doing this on Wednesdays now for several weeks. And I hope that nothing is wrong. Because usually... You know, now it's kind of a balancing act, right? Like, I don't know if there's anything wrong or if she just forgets, like, I'm doing this on Wednesdays. Um, It could be either, personally. Yeah. So if she's listening, which I know she's not, um, <laughs> Wednesdays around 4.30 to, like, 6.30, don't work for me. Call me I- on Tuesdays. <laughs>
0: My mom and, well, the only two main people that really call me is my mom and Lauren, and they both know Wednesday nights at this time is a no-go for talking to me. Lauren's at work right now, so she really doesn't get she doesn't get home till about 8 o'clock. Mom, she knows when I'm recording, so it's like, we're good, man. We're good. How is the wife, Beans? Lovely. She's doing great. Good deal. Can you drop a, my wife? like dude I call her that all the time every (laughs) time it's like instinct it's like anytime I'm about ready to say my wife because like it's like almost like a power thing like girlfriend kind of I I can't remember who John Mulaney did a skit on this he's like he said like uh you know saying my girlfriend just sounds weak and like powerless and it's like this is my wife she is mine it's like it's so funny but it's like my wife (laughs) I you know, I the John Mulaney
1: sketch that I remember is, like, the one when he's at the—I think he's at the airport. He's either at the airport or, like, at dinner or something, or maybe it's both. And he was like, I never realized how, like, much of a weak man I was until my girlfriend started pointing out, like, how, like, badly I was getting treated. <laughs> and it was like— and it was like, oh, they like screwed up my order. And she was like, well, send it back. And it's like, wait a minute. Yeah, I should send it
0: back. <laughs> yeah, I like John Mulaney. He's a funny guy. John Mulaney
1: is a funny guy. Not a great person, but a funny guy. I
0: feel we like don't he- talk about that. His comedy is, yeah. it, yep, we talk about his we don't comedy. Need to not, talk about- not, not, not about the rest.
1: Oh, man. We are a strictly um, on the face show. And we have a great show for you today, ladies and gentlemen. Up. We're going to get to all the Super Bowl festivities. We're going to preview the game. I'm going to present the most boring segment of all time as I list off or attempt to list off as many Super Bowls in reverse chronological order as I can. It's g- going to be extremely boring. But we'll get to that. But we do have some actual news. We, as we transition to no more football. After this week, there'll be one show with football on it, and then we'll actually have to start producing real content again. We don't know how that's going to go. Beans doesn't watch the NBA. I don't watch a ton of NBA anymore. And baseball, which I do watch a lot of, is not till like, March. So, like, a little bit of time to go. We're going to be a so lot of
0: draft talk going on, I tell we're you. We are going to have a
1: lot of draft talk to do. Um. So you know now it behooves us to move into the new you know world order of actually reporting for ourselves, and we start with Kansas City, re resi- not resigning, extending Bobby Witt Jr. for two hundred and like eighty eight million dollars over eleven years, I think, with like three players. Things like three club options at the end to make it possibly fourteen.
0: Yep. So I have the deal That's here. It it's is. eleven years, two hundred eighty-eight million. I didn't know they did this. This is cool. But they're they did a 700, or 000, seven hundred or seven million, seven hundred seventy-seven thousand seven. A lot of Different. sevens. Just sevens. They just did a lot of sevens, like seven, 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 seven. Oh, yeah. Because it's baseball number seven. That's cool.
1: Like And shit like that all the time for their pay. It's so fucking stupid.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, his average salary will be 26 mil. Um, and then, yes, that is correct with three years of club options at the end. Um, and, and extending and, him until he's 37 years now, old. Now,
1: the thing is, though, if I remember correctly, so they, ex- they extend um, – when does the big part of the contract kick in? It's like 2 years,
0: isn't it? Yeah, the big so it kind of balloons in 2026 where it jumps from 7 mil to 13 mil and then uh it does another like
1: 30,
0: isn't it? And then it goes uh 1930 and then it kind of stays consistent at 35 in 2028. 20,
1: the thing is is after like isn't it like the first I think it's after the first 6 years of like the new big money like when it's 30s? Yes. Bobby has, like, three player options, like, in a row or something, isn't it?
0: Um, Yes, that is correct. But when does
1: that start? It's like 2020 20, not, or is 20,
0: 2031. 2031 is uh, the opt-out years when he's 31, 32, and 33, and 34.
1: Yeah. So I think that's the big thing. I saw this contract. If, so here's the thing. First of all, it's very exciting. The Royals have literally never spent this kind of money, right? I think we need to just you know say hey you know they're trying to get a new stadium so they're actually trying to like throw money at their best player and extend him if you look at like the highest value contracts if you add up the previous four highest contracts the royals have ever paid in total value they are still less than what they paid bobby witt i think it comes out to about 280 million and this is about two hundred eighty-eight million. Not counting the club options. So, like, the thing is, is, like, the Royals have never shelled out money like this. And it's exciting that they, you know, are spending money. And, you know, they've made a lot of moves this offseason. I think one thing you have to pump the brakes on, though, is this is effectively, like, a seven-year deal. Because Bobby Witt Jr. will not be opting into that contract in 2031. And oh, if yeah. he does, it's not good that he did. Because Bobby Witt is probably cheeks if he's like accepting thirty million dollars.
0: Yeah. Um, like you mentioned this is very good for the Royals. They finally got a franchise guy to kind of pair with Salvi. You know, Salvi's kind of kinda of got one foot out the door. He's kind of getting long foot in the long long in the tooth here coming up. Yeah, they
1: DH at this point. Um, yeah. As much as I hate to admit it, his um, advanced defensive statistics are horrific, and he's pretty much effectively should just be a DH slash first baseman.
0: Yeah, and so, you know, you finally got that guy that's like, you know, you just blew it out the water of what Salvi was making. So this is this is very good for the Royals. This is something where it gets butts into seats because kids want to go and watch their favorite player. Don't get me wrong. Bobby Witt Jr. is a... I, I would say he's a generational talent. A lot of people would argue, but I think he's a generational talent for the Royals, at least. Um, I think he can change a roster and really help improve them. Uh, I don't know
1: what that says about the Royals roster. If Bobby Witt Jr. is probably like a top like fifty player in the league, is a generational talent.
0: It, well, anyways, but the Royals are the Royals are
1: bad. By the way, I forgot how bad that they were. They won like fifty nine games last year.
0: Yeah. And so, but there's other pieces that are coming up. You have Vinny Pascantino. He was injured last year. Um, You kind of hope he's kind of healthy this year. He's another good piece. uh, So, and they're starting to revamp their bullpen a little bit. We'll see how it goes. They
1: are bringing in veterans. Um, Hunter Dozier is like another one that they brought in. They've signed, I forgot what pitcher they signed, but, you know, they signed a pitcher. I, I just think. We're doing the same thing with the Royals that happens every year. Um, every year, there's newfound optimism. And it's because every season, by the time they're about 20 games out of the out of the race for the A.O. Central, they decide around August and September to start playing about 500 baseball, which makes you... Fake believe that they're, like, improving and, like, can continue to improve and play better. And all that seems to happen is that they just end up playing decent baseball for about um, two weeks to a month in, like, April. And then by the time May hits, it all hits the fan. Like, it's all crap. So, I don't know. I... I don't expect anything out of KC and I honestly when did you say that salary jumped up to 30 million uh 2028
0: when he is 28 years old
1: Yeah Bobby Witt Jr will be traded by 2029 I I like I again I I'll be the hater I'll be the Royals hater Bobby Witt Jr will be off this team by the time 2029 rolls around because I don't know. they're He's not going to they're He's not going to a- pay that contract because the team will still be ass because they don't actually, like, have a real plan. Yeah. like um, they're, he- they're just going to keep bringing guys to, like like, again, I don't want to be a hater, but, like, they're trying to build a new base, like a new park, so they can't just be ass cheeks. They need people to try and believe in the team. And then by the time that the money is set, to be spent for the park the moment the ground breaks. They're going to trade Bobby Witt Jr. in like 20, the offseason after 2028. 20, and like that, they'll just rebuild the new ballpark. Like that's what's going to happen.
0: Yeah. I don't know if it, I don't know if it makes any difference or not, but it, he does have a full no trade clause. Those can be re looked at, reworked. It, it he, he does have no, a no trade clause though.
1: I, okay. Like, I, I hate when it's like, oh, well, he's got a full no-trade clause. It's like, well, if the Royals fucking suck, it doesn't matter. Like, if anything, that's a bad thing for Kansas City.
0: because I, be I, to... I imagine he wanted that, don't you think? Or do you think the Royals oh, wanted wa- that?
1: He wants it so that way when they trade him in 2029 or 2028, they don't send him to, like, fucking Toronto, who's like a fringe playoff I- I'm bullying Toronto because it's not, you know, in America. But like it he- 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 it's just so they don't fucking send him to like Toronto for a hall of draft or a hall of prospects that is probably the best deal on the table. But like Bobby doesn't want to live in Toronto and like through a fringe playoff team. It's so he can like angle himself to go to like the Yankees or the Dodgers or the Braves or whose is like really good at the time yeah you know what I mean this is pretty much just a hey, um nod nod, wink, wink, I know you're gonna trade me before this is up, mainly because I'm not even going to be here by the time my player options kick in, so like I'm not gonna let you trade me to fucking like Tampa Bay if they suck if like Tampa wouldn't trade from, but like. I don't know, like Seattle. Maybe they don't live in Seattle or like Minneapolis. I don't know. And I went like full pessimistic on this.
0: Yeah. And that was our baseball talk for the year, guys. And it's February. Right, baseball talk
1: for the year. Y- you know, actually, Netflix is doing basically in season hard knocks with the Boston Red Sox. I saw that. The Red Sox are my favorite team. And I can tell you right now, that team is bad. <laughs> like, yeah. that team is not good. I don't even have Netflix. I don't even know if I want to, like, purchase Netflix to watch it either. Like, that team is so uninteresting. I mean, oh, name yeah. three players on the Boston Red Sox. I can't even fucking do that, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's nobody on that team anymore. I mean, I can do it because I'm a fan. But it's like, I want to see you try and name three players on the Boston Red Sox. You get, like, three strikes.
0: Dustin Pedroia is still on there? Dustin Madroy has been retired for, like, five years. And that's, that's where I'm at, man. That's one strike. Come on. I, keep going, Beans. I, dude, I don't know. Like, is Matt Keller on that team? I don't know, dude. Matt Keller is not on a baseball team. That's Well, I,
1: I think that actually is a Matt Keller in MLB. I'm on the Royals, technically. Um, there's a Sam Long on a spring training deal. That is
0: true, yeah. You, yeah you so, are... I'm
1: the, so I'm a hater who's on the team. You got two strikes, by the way. You need to guess one more Red Sox. <sighs>
2: is I don't know. I feel like I don't think
0: Hunter, is Hunter Dozier there? Cause I know he, I don't think he's on the Royals still.
1: I we literally just no wait, that's Hunter Renfro. No, I have no idea what Hunter Dozier is. So Renfro on,
0: used to be on the Red Sox. That was like uh three or four like, years ago. Yeah. Um I'm going to say Hunter Dozier.
1: Um, I don't think he is.
0: He actually okay. could be.
1: Um, I will let you leave with dignity and grace because um, I can't confirm or deny that Hunter Dozier is not on the Red Sox, I suppose. Who do we... We have Tristan Casas. We have Trevor Story. Rafael Devers is like the big one you missed. Ah, my bad. I thought you were <laughs> going to say Chris Sale and I was going to hit you with the we traded him to the Braves LMFAO. I think we forgot who we got for that. I think we got like Ryan Grisham for that, maybe. I don't remember. Um, Justin Turner left, Trade Kike Hernandez last year. We have Jalen Duran, Duran, however you say it. Uh, we have a uh, Macho Man. I can't remember uh, his last name. He's a Japanese guy. It's like. Yoboshima or something. Can't remember his, I, I cannot for the life of me remember his name. He's pretty good though. Don't ask me about her pitching staff. It's not good. We have like Garrett Whitlock still, I think. I don't even know if Pavetta is
2: still there. Nice. I think
1: Kenley Jansen's still there though. Boy, yeah. listen listening to Sam just rattle off stuff. That's awful segment awful segment and we're gonna do it again
2: we're gonna do it again beans
1: that's right beans drink drink as sam you know reminisces about all the bad you know shit that's gonna occur in this episode anyway we got, speaking, we got some good stuff coming bad shit. We, we got we got a you know we we got another you know news segment uh, we had a sunflower showdown. By the way, before we talk about men's hoops, shout out to uh, K-State's women's hoops for getting up to number two in the country. They lost their next two games after that, which is a shame, but they don't have a Yoke Lee, so I we'll see how that pans out. I think they're down to eight, number eight now. They are at eight. Um, we only talk about ranked basketball teams in the state. Um, I have watched, you know, Only a handful of K State's women's games. They they're okay. They're probably not gonna win a natty.
0: If there was a team though to get us off the board though, it would probably be this year's K State. It'd be our baseball team. Not even
1: joking. Really? K State's gonna get off the board, it's the baseball team. That that baseball team is like a fringe top twenty five team and all they really gotta do is win like all they really gotta do is make the tournament and get really hot and get really hot in the summer. For baseball. Like, that's all they gotta do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, realistically, I feel like baseball is the one sport that K-State could just win because it's so random. That's why I love baseball. Gets us off the board. Um, We won't. We're never getting off the board,
2: beans. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe we will.
1: Anyways, there was a sunflower showdown. K-State and KU played. K-State, you know... End up winning that game seventy-five to seventy because KU forgot one of the three main pillars of facts of life. One, you don't. Oh God, I don't. I've never watched The Princess Bride, so I don't remember this quote. It's like you don't fight. It's like you don't invade Russia in the winter. You don't fight a land war in Asia. You don't take Jerome Tang to overtime.
0: An easier one is death taxes and Jerome Tang winning it overtime.
1: Well, those, those are just. Whatever. It's less funny that way. (laughs) Mine's easier to remember. (laughs) Well, okay, Beans. Yours might be easier to remember, but mine is more battle-centric.
0: It is true. But anyways,
1: Drone Tang improves to 11-0 in overtime, but tying him for, I think it's the most overtime wins in a row um, to start a defeat. Or no, excuse me. It is the most, so we have six, Kansas State has six overtime wins this year, and that is tied for the most overtime wins ever. So K-State is one overtime win away from having one of the most incredible overtime seasons ever. And Jerome Tang, I believe, in the K-State, is second on the all-time overtime winning streaks which is actually held by Florida State. Florida State is actively on a 16-game overtime winning streak over the course of, like, many years, I believe. K-State is, like, one of only, like, 11 streaks to happen or whatever in like since, like, the 80s or something to go 10 games or further. Except if you look at all the other streaks, even when they've ended, it's, like, over the course of, like, Three to five seasons. And uh, this has been like a season and a half. So. Yeah. The cardiac catch right again. Also fun fact. Harvard had like a. I think it was like a. I can't remember how many it was. I think it was like a 10 game winning streak in overtime. And then they lost one. And then immediately had like an 11 game winning streak after that. So Harvard, like, if they would have flipped that one result, would have had, like, a 22-game winning streak in overtime, like, in the uh, early, late 2000s, early 2010s.
2: But anyways, pretty good basketball game, honestly.
1: K-State KU, kinda, you know. Really sloppy game. A lot of really weird play. Arthur didn't play very good, and McCullough didn't play play very good either. A lot of just very sloppy. very A lot of sloppiness, a lot of physical play, and a
0: Tyler Perry masterclass of all things. What did you think of the game, Beans? That was the game that Jerome Tang wanted to be in. Like, if he's ever going to play against KU, he wants it to be sloppy. He wants it to be... Uh, he does really well at getting K-State prepared to go against KU defensively. Um He does, because what... It, it's kind of like a mentality thing, like a mental thing. Uh, they kind of crash in really late on Hunter Dickinson there to get a couple blocks, a couple, you know, couple turnovers there. Um, they do a really good job at that. Uh, Tyler Perry, solid from the free throw line. We weren't really good at free throws in the first half, but it really made a difference in the second half when KU was missing theirs and K-State kept hitting theirs. Um, so that was... To be that fair, really you massive. just
1: need to look at who was shooting the free throws. I... I am almost willing to offer up. I won't do it because I don't want a tattoo. Um, I would consider getting a David Gasson inspired tattoo if he ever hit two free throws in a row. Or like two free throws, like the front end and the back end of a one and one I don't think I have ever seen that dude make two free throws, ever. Like in one like sitting, he <laughs> one is...
0: player that has trajectory just like went backwards. In my opinion, no offense to him, but it he has definitely like.
1: I think that he <laughs> for Gasan, I feel like it's a it was a little bit of fish out of water. I think I I saw this on Twitter. I think they try they try. A lot of what David Gassan was last year was post-defense and rebounding. And they tried to turn him into more of what Naquan Tomlin was going to be. And that's just not the kind of role that he can play. I actually really like him still as, like, the main center. And I don't hate when him and Colbert share the floor. Because, like, neither one of them really provides spacing, I suppose, but they're both, like, pretty good defenders. Will McNair and, like, either of those two on together is just kind of like, I hate it.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I. Will McNair doesn't provide enough defense and enough rebounding for me to justify playing a game with horrible spacing. I still very much feel. That we are, and I don't think Naquan Tomlin would have fixed this. Because Naquan Tomlin wasn't a great shooter in his own right. I still feel like we we were like Naquan Tomlin with like ish Massouds like shooting. Which is such a ridiculous statement for me to say. Because like any team in the country would like be great if they had that player. Nikon Tomlin with, like, a 40% three-ball would be, like, a lottery pick. You know what I mean? So, I I guess I'm I'm out here saying fucking nothing. But the spacing on K-State just seems awful, and it's almost a testament to how good like, Cam Carter and, like, Perry and, like, Art can be on specific nights, because it's really just a rough go. Of trying to get shots when there's no spacing.
0: Yeah, uh, I did notice that, too. They 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 were, like, they're streaky with their shooting. Like, they'll go in, shoot a couple threes, make them, and then they just go cold, won't hit a sh- They can't hit the broadside of a barn, and it's a very inconsistent play.
1: I hate K-State's offense for this year. I don't think it's really any different than last year's. The difference is, is we don't have to elite level G League players. Um it, it it's just a vibes offense. The offense runs off vibes. Uh Cam Carter plays basketball like he's in a Disney movie. Like every time, I've never heard that before. <laughs> dude, I finally came up with the words for it, but like every every time the team is tied or like down like by two, like Cam Carter wants to fucking like puck up a three or puck up a shot to like take the lead or tie the game like it, every time it's like this is a huge moment it's like cam carter's like well i have to fucking like do it you know what i mean like he is just he literally just is the definition of hero ball like in clutch situations in my opinion Cam Carter is like immensely better at basketball than I will ever pretend I could ever have been. I'm not even. I'm not even better than him in my dreams. But like again, it feels like we run a vibes offense, and it's just like, ha- like, what's the vibe? And like it seemed like you know we we would run like Iverson screens and like off ball action for Perry, and a lot of that kind of stuff, and it would work, and that's because like we were running an actual offense and, like, hunting for shots. And, I don't know. It just very much feels like you just pass around the top of the key a lot and run around and do fucking nothing. KU, at the very least, from my observations, KU's horrible on the road, by the way. Just, like, a heads up. Like, they're, like, two and four on the road and one of those wins is, like, at Oklahoma State, which I can't talk shit because K-State also... Didn't beat Oklahoma State on the road. Which will probably be the reason. They're out of the tournament. Um, But like. KU's awful on the road. And I still think that they'll. Like I still think they're fine. Like they played. Like they missed a lot of shots. And Kevin McCullough was terrible. You know what I mean. So I don't know. I, I wasn't really impressed with KU. I'm sure they'll look great. like They look. They sure look great on Saturday, and they sure didn't look great on Monday. I'm sure it's very Jekyll and Hyde with only... with no real bench options. It's pretty Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. But, I don't know. KU's a weird team. Like, I don't... Kevin McCuller just doesn't look good at basketball, and Dewan Harris, like, isn't good at offense on basketball. So, it's basically just, like, can Furphy or Froofy, or however you pronounce his name, can that dude give us, like, 12 points, and can Hunter Dickinson dominate, and, like, can KJ Adams, like, be good? Like, I don't know. Like, I know that Kevin McCuller, like, is really good this season. I understand that, like, he is, like, Big 12 Player of the Year material. At the same time, like, I watch him, and I'm like, this guy fucking sucks at basketball. You know what I mean? Like, he's not good. Like, I, I, I don't know how he gets his numbers, but like I don't feel like he's good. He doesn't look the part, if that makes sense. Yeah, but obviously
2: that's just a casual take.
1: I agree. He agrees. Did you watch the game? I did. I did. I watched it beginning what, to end. What did you th- What did you think of the n- non court storm?
0: Um, it felt are like you in, I, are it, you it felt I would. I, What's that?
1: So are you an old man who would appreciate it or a new age old man who want the kids to have fun?
0: Um, I'm all for kids having fun. Uh, However, I like Jerome Tang's mindset behind it. Like, storming the court says that you haven't been there before. Storming the court says that it's like the peak. And Jerome Tang doesn't want that to be our peak. He wants it to go further than that. So I, appreci- I do like what Tang is saying, but I also understand it from the student's perspective where it's like you get maybe one chance at this at your time. Like some freshmen might only get this one shot at their time in school to storm the court after beating KU, and now this one time's gone. I see it both ways, but I'm kind of an old soul, and I believe that Tang has us going in the right direction and that this is going to be a common thing where if – you are coming to Bramlage. You are going to have a tough scene. Um, you're going to have to fight scratch and claw battle. There's going to be blood. There was literally blood on McNair's jersey. Um, you're going to have to fight through it. And he, he, I, I, like, I like that. I like that mindset.
1: Yeah, no, I, uh, I prefer it. I think it's a bigger ego blow than anything. Uh, my favorite part was Billsoft subbed out of his starters after they went down by five. Uh, in anticipation of a quick storm, so you basically imagine being like some kid from Ottawa, Kansas, who walked on to like KU because they were you were your favorite team, and Bill off just sent you out there to get fucking killed. Yeah. if he dies, he dies. Pretty much, I I I saw the uh, Lord Farquaad meme where it's like, some of you may die, but that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> no, in, in all seriousness, um, I don't hate court storming or field storming, but if Jerome wants, a, wants the program to not storm the court, then I think we should listen to Jerome. I think they should listen to him and get rid of the uh, FKU chance as well. I, you know, was pretty happy and pretty pleased with the fact that that, like, had mostly subsided, but, you know... You start hearing a little bit of it here and there during the game and then it's like, oh well now we're not gonna swim the court. It's like really like now we're just half assing it both ways, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. Lots of great banter on Twitter. Um, I'm sure I I couldn't imagine that K State isn't gonna get their ass handed to them in Allen. Like Oh, dude, we're gonna get fucking waxed all over the um, KU will probably bounce back as long as they're at home, too. Like, again, KU, really good home team. Like, a lot of Big 12 schools. KU, not a good road team. Um, I think we can safely say that. Um, I think if you're looking for a... We'll talk about basketball here later as well. But I think if you're looking at general outlooks, K-State probably is an NIT team, which, sure, fine, whatever.
2: Um, And
1: KU is is probably not long for the Big 12 tournament because of their um, deficiencies in depth. KU is probably more well-equipped playing March Badges, though, because all you got to do is play two games in three days, and you can kind of pull that off, and you got seven guys, right? Yeah. So I, I think hey, you will be fine. and I think it really just kind of depends how well they can finish and, you know, actually play. Like how high of a seed they can actually get. They could be out in the first round. They could be, you know, in the final four. Neither would surprise me. All right, Beans. It's time for the moment you've been waiting for. This is why you're here. Your football acumen. Your past, your present, your future. The Super Bowl, Super Bowl Fifty Eight. What would that be? L. V. I. I. I I. Yep, that's it. It's just L. V. I. I. -I. Yep. Super Bowl Fifty Eight is upon us in Las Vegas, California or Nevada. Excuse me, Jesus Christ, Las Vegas, California. Way too more tired than I thought. There has been controversy on holding calls. There has been controversy on Taylor Swift. And there has been controversy on practice fields. But none of that matters now, Beans, because we're here to preview this game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco
2: 49ers. Dude, I get
0: so pumped. I feel the same now as I did when we were going to our first Super Bowl. I don't know what it is. I just – I have the same feelings every year, and it just doesn't – you know, it, It's people may say, like, oh, those feelings will go away. This is normal. This is the standard. For me, it's like it th- this will always feel gushy to me on the inside.
1: Yeah, no, It. it's very good that you are relishing the moment because, again – this isn't going to always happen. Um, you can just take a look at New England and their precipitous fall off after uh winning their last Super Bowl in Super Bowl fifty three. We'll get to me naming those later.
0: Um <laughs> But Well, and people thought that this wasn't gonna be our year. People thought that we weren't gonna make it this season because of how everything was how everything was going and um, people thought that we were frauds or not going to make it here, and here we are. Here we are, and now we have now we have Kyle Shanahan. You know, is he drunk doing media media days? We don't know. Is he talking about like? Are we talking about field turf? Are we talking about holding? We don't know. We don't know because they have to find something to bitch and complain about rather than just focusing on winning a game. Um
1: say that they should change their name to the San francisco forty criers ooh that's a good one i'm I'm glad you appreciated that one to be complete. i
0: i haven't heard that one yet but that that one's a good 40 one. Forty criers that's a good i i want to make a meme on that did somehow. you
1: did you um not to like we don't have sound for this I don't even know if you've like watched this video, but someone asked. Someone straight up asked Andy Reid about, like, so you know the conspiracy with Taylor Swift, right? Like, the really right-wing, like, crazy one? Yeah. How, like, Taylor Swift is dating Travis Kelsey so she can, like, voice her support for Joe Biden, like, during the Super Bowl or something? Yeah, that, I, yes, that's. Someone straight up asked Andy Reid about that, and he literally was like, huh, I haven't heard that. Or he was God. like, Huh, like I don't I don't even remember what his response was. It was literally just like, hmm I don't get paid I don't get paid to do that or whatever. Like it literally was just like, sir. It was literally the answer of Sir, I just work here.
0: We're not gonna talk about personnel. We're not gonna talk about like, hey, what is your preparation for the Super Bowl? We're gonna talk about, hey, what are your thoughts on Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and the political agenda that could be there? Yeah. I that's I, that's well. Just... Before, before we get into the actual game, though, I
1: we need to like remind everyone about what a fucking weird season this has been. It has been weird. It has been really weird. Like, it's... like I don't think people remember that Chris Jones was flanked by his two like agents or business partners sitting in a club
0: seat during the. First week of holding the him hostage, <laughs> holding him hostage over a million dollars. Like, like, like Chris Jones
1: didn't play in the first game because of a contract dispute. Kadarius Tony like lost us like one of the first game. Kadarius Tony lost us a game in the first week of the season, and Travis Kelsey didn't even play because he like hyperextended his knee in practice.
0: Sky Moore was supposed to have a thousand receiving yards this season.
1: Oh man, what a time that was!
0: Yeah, this is it. This has been a weird season, and here we are. This is great. Well, then,
1: um, like in week four, like do you do you remember when like Taylor Swift like first entered the picture on this? Like, do you remember like how fucking weird it was?
0: Yeah, it was like it was like meeting. It was like the first time meeting like a stepdad. Like I've never had that experience, but I can only imagine what it's like. It's like meeting a you know like you know, like, this guy's gonna be in your life here a little, or stepmom, you know, something like that, like, this person's gonna be in your life a little bit here, and, like, it it just felt, it just felt really weird, like, it it just felt like it shouldn't be there, shouldn't be happening, but here we are, it's happening, and... It was, like, Tom Pelissaro
1: like, tweeted something out, and it was like, oh, yeah, like, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift have been, like, hanging out, and it's like, what? Like, I knew he talked about that on his podcast, but, like, What? And then like the next day it was like, oh, Taylor's just like go into this game because they're like fucking dating. I was like, What in the fuck is happening? Yeah. I was like, what do you mean? Like, what's going on? And then like Travis, like, like at one point, like Travis was only good when she was there and not when she wasn't there, and then it
0: got flipped.
1: And then like Hadarius Tony lost us like another game and MVS lost us a game.
0: It Travis Kelsey was, had the best pass of all time. Like, yeah, it's it's a fucking crazy season, dude. Like, this season has just been so fucking weird. And we have and, we, and, and, and then we have the number one, like a top five defense in the NFL. We have a top five defense in the NFL and like a bottom have, 30. It's like, what the fuck? Like,
1: why is our like not not to diss our defense, but it's like, why the fuck do we have a top five defense and like points per game and like yards per game? Like, where
0: the did that come from and we have a bottom five c- categorical you know offense in, in certain categories it's like what the fuck this is not how anybody pictured yeah, the, this it, it, this season just been so goddamn wait honest to god
1: like i mean this like so genuinely if they win the super bowl like that raiders game's got to be one of the weirdest fucking games that ever happened and the broncos game like the like just two absolute like Falling apart of the entire team. Like, you don't ever really see Super Bowl teams, like, do that. But, like, like, they went to Denver after, like, two weeks after beating them and just fucking died. Basically costing Denver, like, good draft position because they thought, like, they could contend. And so they kept Russ in there and said Jared Stidham. And then, like, the Raiders came in on Christmas Day and beat the shit out of them. Ain't O'Connell like I don't think he completed a pass in the second half.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a strange season. Um, it's definitely one for the record books. I'm excited to buy the DVD of the season showcase of like,
1: you for know, sake one. To- Dude, they're gonna sell so many of those fucking DVDs if the Chiefs I- win. Oh, fucking God, <laughs> I will be one of those purchasers. I promise you. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, so many of the Taylor Swift people are gonna just fucking be like, "I gotta have this." For they're gonna they gonna skip gonna,
0: weeks one through three and just watch week four through like the end of the season. They're really gonna make like
1: a compilation of like all the times she's been shown, and yeah. Jason, Cullen, they'll have that on there too.
0: God, all right, what a well, great season! Let's let's so, let's talk about the game here. Are you excited, Sam? What are what are you gonna do on Super Bowl Sunday?
1: Um, probably be alone and make potato soup. Honest to God. I invited people over, I've not received word on if anyone will be coming.
0: Okay. All
1: right. So I will probably be watching the game at my house and just allowing myself to be myself instead of having to host other people.
0: You know, I will be I will be honest I'm glad, glad Lauren's kind of understood. She's now, like, become me watching these games. Like, she's over here talking about personnel and just, like, yelling at the TV and, like, screaming at Marquez valdez scaling for catching a pass when he couldn't do it five weeks ago. Anyways, like, she has now be- embodied my energy. So, like, I, I enjoy watching the games that way. If I have people over, I crumble. Like, I feel I, – I yell because I belittle people. Like, I scream at the – opponents and then like i have to turn to my friends that are here and be like i'm sorry for acting this way fuck you (laughs) like like i'm just like i'm
1: never watching a game in your house again by the way because the two games that i've watched at your house are k-state versus alabama and k-state versus oklahoma state yeah i'm sorry yeah i'm never going back to your house ever again to watch a football game yeah doesn't end well
0: It's okay. Um, Oh, and and I had friends over for K-State and Iowa State. And Iowa State won. Maybe it's just K-State games. Maybe it's just K-State games. Because I've had friends over for Kansas City games. And it's been like. I mean. And it's been fine. Like, yeah. So
1: I'm still not over that Iowa State game. That's a different conversation for a different game. Or for a different day. But, oh, boy. Fucking God. I hated that game. I was at that game. Beans. That game pissed me the fuck off. Anyways, so, you know, I'm excited for the Super Bowl. I think it is an interesting matchup. Um, I really think it's very similar to the AFC title game, where I genuinely just think that the other team is better because Kansas, Kansas City is like a broken figurine that you're just Keeping together with like the world's greatest like like gorilla glue, I guess, like it's literally just like five people who are keeping like this whole ship together, five to eight people, and it just feels like everyone else is very very mid yeah, I don't uh, know that might be I've never really liked this this particular roster I don't love. I haven't really loved the Chiefs roster over the past couple of years, and I think that coaching has been really good for them. Um, but, yeah, I kind of feel like San Francisco is equipped and more disciplined to take advantage of what the Chiefs don't do well.
0: Yes, Um so here's, I, I'm about to talk for a really long time. So if anybody's about, if anybody's listening to this, you can put it on double speed and kind of just listen to me ramble here. But I'm about to unleash my knowledge on what I foresee happening. It might not happen. You know, I personally believe that the Chiefs are going to come out and run a lot of base defense. I think this is a game where, um, so what San Francisco does really well, they like to go running, they like to run zone. The middle of their offensive line isn't the best. So what are they going to do? They're going to try to run zone, try to get McCaffrey into those one cut lanes. How do you combat that with Leo Chanel, a guy that is very good at working over the top and getting into uh, filling holes? I think that's something that Leo Chanel will be get, He'll be probably be lining up a lot over the center, trying to beat the center off the ball. I can see that happening a ton. Um, defending the run is going to be I feel like this is my opinion. I feel like defending the run is going to be the easiest portion of this game. Where I think the difficulty is going to come from is the passing game that Purdy and this offense can create. Because you got Ayuk, you got Kittle, you got Debo, and just and even McCaffrey on a route. Like he's got the one of the best Texas routes anybody will ever run and ever see. Um, and so I feel like defending defending the pass will be such a difficult uh, because. So over our past couple games here, we have had Josh Allen and we have Lamar Jackson. What do they do really well? Yeah, they're good at passing, but they're good at running too. But when they run, they are just, you know, put the head down and go. I would say Allen is a little bit better at, you know, he's going to run, but he's going to scramble and try to find something downfield. What Purdy does well is he is good at seeing pressure and he is good at evading that pressure and finding... Finding the ball, finding some finding somewhere to throw the ball downfield. He elongates the play, lets the receivers get into their area that they can go to, and he finds them somehow. He is just the one of the goofiest quarterbacks in regards to one play, he'll get sacked, then the next play, he'll get out of a sack, run for a little bit and get the ball 20 yards downfield. And he's really good at checking the ball down too. What he fails to do is he does not read the read blitzes from multiple levels really well. I think this is where Spags is really good at and sending blitzes from multiple angles and multiple levels. Justin Reed, uh, McDuffie, Snead, Chanel, all these guys. I feel like we're going to be putting them in the blender because one play you're going to have George Karloft is coming off the edge, you know, off a wide nine. And then the next play, he's going to be dropping into the cover three zone. Like that's what that's what Spags does. Like he's really good at doing that kind of stuff. However, we have to rely on our DBs to be playing man and sticking with Debo, with Ayuk, and with Kittle for a long time because of how well Purdy can evade pressure.
1: You know this does kind of remind me of? Um, it does kind of remind me of when we played the Bucks in the Super Bowl. And I distinctly remember saying I really didn't want to see Tampa Bay it had nothing to do with, really, Tom Brady. At that point, like, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady were about the same level. I, it, it also, did, it was a little bit to do with Tom, because Tom was, like, was the, the fucking boogeyman, you know what I mean? Like, but, like, the main thing was, like, with the Packers, it was like, oh, they have Devontae Adams. Like, cool. But that Bucks team was like, oh, they have, like, Mike Evans. And they have Chris Godwin. And they have Antonio Brown. Like, it was just like, oh, my God, they have, like, three, like, all pro-caliber receivers. And that is kind of one thing. And they had Gronk, too, just to, you know, fucking boot. That is kind of one of the things that I do fear with the San Francisco team. And I think San Francisco is getting really devalued because Brock Purdy hasn't necessarily played really good in the last two games. And they've had to come back, right? Um, I think you'd be a fool to say that you didn't want to see Lions in the uh, Super Bowl over the 49ers. But to me, I think the Chiefs, one of the main weaknesses the Chiefs have is defending the run on like a per game basis or whatever. Um, I've seen the Chiefs defense not be very good at stopping the run. And I think that is probably one where one of the big issues is going to be. And the Chiefs' defense, outside of that Baltimore game, really doesn't love to force turnovers. Um, Buffalo kind of had their way running the ball. Baltimore quit running the ball for some reason. San Francisco will probably remain disciplined enough to do so. And my main fear is that the Chiefs kind of need to get out to like the lead early. And kind of put the game on Brock Purdy. And the defense is going to have to make him pay. With with the turnover-worthy plays that he has been producing over the last couple of weeks. Right? I think if you start getting into a matchup. Where San Francisco takes the lead. And then you have to match. And then San Francisco gets the ball back. And just leans on the defense the whole time. I think eventually the defense... Will break is my fear because that is a really good offense, and Detroit didn't get one stop in the second half of that game.
0: Yeah, um, but one thing that Purdy did was he should have had three picks that game. He should have thrown three interceptions. I, that's I, where I, that's but, where we have to cut. Ca- okay, do you have this like weird feeling watching Purdy that every ball he throws is a changeup? Like he looks like he's putting so much on a ball, but it's just like. Just kind of like, not a lollipop pass, but just like slightly a little bit faster than a lollipop pass.
1: My thing with Brock Purdy is, is I can't, I think he's fine. He like reminds, I don't even know really who he reminds me of. Like he's very much kind of his own quarterback. It's, he's like game manager, like Aaron Rodgers is what it feels like. It's like if you took Aaron Rodgers and
0: like, but Aaron Rodgers at least had a fastball. Like I don't see a fastball from Brady. It's like
1: if you took Aaron Rodgers but made him like way worse. You
0: know what I mean? Take Aaron Rodgers and just take ten away in Madden. Like that's what it is. Like,
1: well, that's what it feels like. Almost. Like I don't want to be disrespectful to Brock. Like Brock. I don't either. I don't either. Player. But, like, he, I don't really have a good comp for him. Like, I, maybe... But like, everybody, everybody wants to make... probably. A, you know what? Younger Dak, Alex Smith, that's probably a closer comp. That's what I would... I would yeah,
0: think. I would probably say Alex Smith. That would probably he be... Based, a like, and
1: Alex Smith is a good quarterback, too. Like, let's not get it twisted when Alex Smith is in Kansas City with Andy Reid, and he's got, like, Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill. I mean, Alex Smith put up really good numbers, right? He's probably, like, a little bit better... He's probably Alex Smith, like, but better. Like, he's probably, like, Dak Prescott before Dak Prescott, like, broke his ankle or
0: whatever. Yeah. But But, but whenever you're watching Purdy, like, some of his mechanics kind of hinder him. Like, he's he doesn't. He does this weird thing when he steps into his throw that his foot's kind of face a a weird direction. And so it kind of takes a little bit off. So that's why I always think like the ball is a changeup because the ball's in the air and it's kind of got this little trajectory. Like it's kind of going fast, but it's slow. And that's why I don't think the defenders just play the ball well because they're, going too fast to the ball and kind of and get overcorrected and the ball just happens to land in the receiver spot i'd I just like, have that weird feeling i don't know
1: probably what college guys are better at, like pick we're better at picking them off because they're all like so much slower slower
0: yeah are. and then now you get into college and these players are used to like josh allen lamar jackson throwing the ball downfield and it's like a little bit harder and a little bit faster and so you kind of react quicker now you're going against brock purdy purdy where it's just a you know, it's a curveball. It's some different. You it, the change the off-speed pitch is, I and mean, so you go too fast, you overcorrect yourself, and it lands in Debo's arms for a twenty-five yard touchdown.
1: I, I guess for me, my thing is, is you know, we talk about like, well, Brock Purdy should have thrown like three picks the last like two games, but that doesn't mean that Brock Purdy is going to potentially throw three pickable passes like in this game, right? Yeah. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean that will happen. I mean, like, if it, but I feel like if it does and those plays don't
0: get capitalized on, then we're going to be in for a long, long night. What really bothers me is the last time I felt this way was, was against Tampa Bay. I felt confident going against you know tampa bay in that super bowl because i felt like our defense matched better against tom brady and that off that aging offense i felt like we were just a step up from them i felt like we were better than them and then like we just kind of completely forgot about that offense and then now we're going into this and we think like our defense is better than and might have a step up from their offense and we're not talking about our offense and like what we should do to provide because we got to score like (laughs) We have to score. We can't go into this game and score 17. We can't go into this game and score 14. We can't go into this game thinking like, oh, we can get away with our defense providing a stop. Like, every drive has to end in some form of points.
1: Yeah, no. um, I I will agree with you. This feels a lot like when we played Tampa Bay, mentality-wise for me, which is a horribly scary thought. Exactly.
0: That's why I'm scared. I have like an 8 out of 10 confidence feeling but then the eight out of ten confidence feeling reminds me of the Tampa Bay Super Bowl, and it makes me feel icky inside.
1: By the way, like that Tampa Bay team, oh, like oh my god! Like looking back on that team, like literally the moment after, like that game started and ended, it was literally just like, wait a minute, that defense is V to v on it. Wait a minute. That defense is Levante David. Wait a minute. That defense is, like... Devin White. Uh, yeah, Devin White. When, like, Devin White wasn't, like, bad. Because Devin White is not... Jordan, Jordan Whitehead, and... It's like, uh, oh, wait. Antoine Winfield. It's like, oh, wait. Like, Shaquille Jamal, Barrett. Oh, wait. And Dominic... Jamal and Dean. Like, that team had, like, a disgusting front seven. And, like, yeah. nobody gave two fucking shits of... I understand... That like that offensive line was horrible, but like that front seven was disgusting, and like nobody gave a shit about that and until like after the game, and it was like, wait a minute, this is like an all-time front seven,
0: and now we're going against a re- you know, a pretty good defense, and what the 49ers have. You got Travarius Ward, and then you know, moving in, you got Fred Warner, who I would say is probably a top would you say top 5 linebacker in the league i would even say top 3 like i'd be honest
1: top 1 off ball
0: yeah and so and then it's now you move
1: they they have two probably like the five best off ball linebackers between him and drake greenlaw
0: yeah and you move inside you got bosa and then you also have chase young and i know chase young is kind of a shell of a player but you still there's still that you know one play there's still the talent there it's still it's still like, He could
1: turn it off for one game and just whoop donovan smith's ass or exactly Juwan taylor's ass like that wouldn't shock me
0: yeah and now you have bosa going against like you said bosa going against juan taylor now bosa lines up on both sides he's not, not just going to be strictly on juan taylor but still he'll
1: line up all over he's a yeah, freak i
0: like, still still think juan taylor and you know I I I don't know. Nick Nick Allegretti is going to be our starting left guard. Joe Tooney's out. Um, I felt really confident last game. Nick Allegretti looked really good, um, but he looked he kind of gave up a few pressure plays with Matabuke running up on him. So how is he going to handle pressure in this game? Eric Armstead is waiting for him right there, and Eric Armstead's got long ass arms. Like I, I don't know if you know this, but Allegretti's arms aren't as long as. You know, as most okay, traditional yeah. offensive linemen,
1: I I just want to like reflect, by the way, on the San Francisco defense from four years ago, um, when they had Bosa on one end. Who was the who was their other edge guy? Who was that? Do you remember who their other edge guy was? I can't remember at the top Not, of my head. I can't remember. It was it was somebody who was good. But I just remember it was Bosa, Eric Armstead, and DeForest Buckner. And it was just gross. <laughs> and then, like, Fred Warner was still, like, like, Fred Warner was there.
0: Because Fred and Warner was, like, a second-year player at that time.
1: Yeah, but he was still good as fuck. I can't remember who that other edge guy was. Are you I looking at
0: yeah, I'm looking it up, but if you want well, to kind of
1: want the air, fill the air a little bit. Fill the air time while Beans looks this up. you might as well look up the uh, Super Bowl Wikipedia stuff too while we get we're at it. We're going to do the worst segment in radio history.
0: Oh, D Ford.:
2: Oh, it start.
1: was D Ford: And D yeah. Ford had a really good season that year. Yeah so. Yeah. You know, Beans, there was a not, I want to say one thing real quick. Um, This has nothing to do with anything. This is mainly just to make you, like, I guess, sad? I don't know. I don't know what this will make you feel. There was, like, a non-zero percent chance. Because, like, you know, Scott will give my dad, like, Super Bowl tickets. And there was a, like... Or whatever. So there was a non-zero percent chance that, like... I would have been able to go, but, like, my dad would not have been, and I was going to bring you with me, and we were going to do, like, a show from there. But that obviously didn't happen, so. Oh, dude. Sorry but uh, you know, say that in the middle of an episode.
0: I appreciate um, it. Thank you. Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm no, glad no, I could make I, you really sad. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this information. Um, <laughs> um,
1: probably nothing, because, like, dad almost never accepts them. I think he went to like Super Bowl 45 and like we went to 54 together and that was it. Super Bowl is like not even like really that fun of an environment. I'm going to be honest. As someone who has been to one, like it's really cool. Uh, Sometimes your dad gets to shake Donovan McNabb's hand out of random because he walks by. But uh, in general, like it's weird
0: because I feel out of place
1: yes that's how i felt i felt very out of place and eric dunn was behind me and i didn't even notice just some random dude in a jags jersey i was like oh shit that's eric dunn that's crazy um super corporate environment though that was i bet that was the one thing it was just like okay this is like really cool and everything but like only about 75% of the fans are there for, like, the game. Yeah.
0: So what are our final score predictions for this game?
1: Well, I don't know. If you, I, I feel like I picked Kansas City against Miami. Maybe I didn't. I don't really know. I know I didn't pick them against Buffalo. I know I didn't pick, pick them against Baltimore. I'm not going to pick them today because I don't think they're a better team. I think they have the best player. Um, and I think, honestly, the best... The best thing the Chiefs have going for them right now is that they have a coaching staff who has been there before. Andy Reid has been in what is now his fifth Super Bowl. And Steve Spagnuolo is also, like, his is fifth Super Bowl,
2: I believe. So, to
1: me, fifth or sixth, I should say, and Kyle Shanahan has been, this is now his sec, third Super Bowl, second as a head coach, first or third if you count him as a coordinator. And I guess if we're counting coordinator Super Bowls, then Andy Reeds technically was the offensive coordinator in Green Bay with Brett Favre. That is, point being, both teams have a lot of experience on the coaching staff of being in the Super Bowl, but you want to lean. On the guys who have been there more. Which. So I think Kansas City is a. Coaching and probably a. Preparation advantage. Just because. Spags is a Super Bowl ace. And Kansas City has been. Pretty solid under Andy. During the times that we've had Super Bowls. I think another X factor to the game. Is Harrison Bucker is kicked in. Four Super Bowls now. Or what will be his fourth Super Bowl. Jake and has been really good this year, and has been really good pretty much every year outside of last year. And even then, he still hit the go-ahead kick. Jake Moody is a rookie who uh is not playing great in the playoffs and has uh kicked in zero Super Bowls. I think that is a thing to look out for. And I think the final thing that I want to look out for is I want to see if Mahomes is actually going to play well in a super bowl from like start to finish i think that's the scary part and that's the main part i'm going on why i'm going to take san francisco obviously brock purdy is like never played in a super bowl but i have three games of data from patrick mahomes playing in super bowls and i have a phenomenal first part of the first quarter or, like, a good first part of the first quarter and a phenomenal second half of the fourth quarter in one. I have a bunch of empty stats, multiple picks, and a really cool-looking throw from the second. And there's also two picks in the first one as well, just to mind you. And then I have one where he played pretty, like, phenomenal in the second half of the game. But his counting stats aren't really high because the defense didn't really, it didn't really give him a chance to do that. And, like, he played really well in the last Super Bowl that we played in. But it's not like he put the team on his back. You know what I mean? Like, he just kind of needed to make the throws that were available. He played well. It was his best Super Bowl performance it wasn't, like, an all-time great performance. And plus, he didn't even outscore the Eagles because it was a fumble six, right?
2: So, Pat has not, like,
1: carried carried all the water in the Super Bowl pretty much his entire career. And this is probably... This is probably the third best team he's played in a Super Bowl, I would say. This team is probably a little bit better than the last Niners one. I don't think it's quite as good as that Eagles one last year. And I don't think it's quite as good as the Tampa Bay one either. But this is a really good team. And I think San Francisco will win off the basis of I think that they will get. I think they'll get in the lead and Kansas City will keep trying to keep up. And I don't think they'll be able to stop them. Um, I have San Francisco about 31, Kansas City about 21.
0: Ooh, God bless it. Okay. Um. um I, I agree with you on your point that Patrick Mahomes will need to play four full quarters of football and not just, you know, here lately where he's played good the first two and kind of just – lollygag I'm not he doesn't lollygag but you know what I mean where the offense just kind of stalls out the second half or like in the previous Super Bowls where it takes them a little bit to kind of get ready get warmed up um I feel like this is the game where Andy Reid has been building everything up to and kind of make it like we're gonna get a corndog play we're gonna get something like that um you know where it's gonna be something wacky something crazy and it's just gonna be an absolute uh, you know, a Wasp player or whatever. We're going to get something similar to that in this game. And I feel like it's going to be the thing that kind of sets the mood, sets the tone, and takes us to the promised land. Um, I have us winning
1: 31-27. I think the big key for Kansas City, I know I named off like three X-Factor keys, whatever. I think... The best thing for can- that Kansas City can do is Kansas City's been very good at scoring off their first drive, off their script. And I think the way you beat San Francisco is if you play from ahead. Yes. If you play from ahead, that makes your offensive play calling a little bit more predictable towards pass, which lets Spag cook up pressure better, which makes San Francisco be a little less effective. A lot of really weird and wacky things got San Francisco to this point, And I think that they can be had, assuming that, you know, Kansas City doesn't throw up all over themselves. I think San Francisco will be playing a much cleaner game than they have the last two. And I think Kyle Shanahan, in his second time around in a Super Bowl, is a lot
2: well-equipped. Than this yeah, last one. Fun. Um, I guess one question I have for
1: you mm-hmm. before we move on to the worst segment ever in radio is, "Oh, she love a you." She's
0: trying to pet me. <laughs> Imagine getting pet by a dog. She pets. She pets me. She'll like just sit there and just like. That's just, hilarious. Uh, yeah, hey just sits there. She'll just sit there and just like just. Like she'll just—I know some people think she's slapping, but she's like she's just like hitting me in the face. And here she is, just sitting here on my lap. She.
2: Oh. You want to say
0: something? You want to say something to the audience?
2: No. Nope. Um, I don't even know what I was gonna say. We got distracted by dogs.
0: Well, Um, Super Bowls.
1: Well, I was gonna say, in lieu of me not remembering what I was gonna say, I have
2: five obscure
1: Super Bowl MVP winners. Five five obscure MVP winners for this game. Okay. Alright. Number five. Trent McDuffie slash LeJerry Sneed. Why don't you to pick six? There you go, and there you go.
2: Number four, Red Warner. For That's, yeah. Kind of the same reasons. Number three, any of Kansas City's wide receivers.
1: Literally any of them.
0: Does Travis Kelsey fall into this category or no, just, he's not no? Dead. Okay,
1: okay. Literally any of the wide receivers. Preferably Rashi Rice, but just any of them that go for a ballistic game.
0: Honest. But okay. So, but a lot of times MVPs kind of have, have like a predetermined, uh, f- like, effect before the game starts. So, like, MVS could go for like 150 yards and two touchdowns, and it still probably wouldn't be enough. It'd probably go to like somebody on the defense just to, That's or maybe it'd why go to Patrick it's Mahomes.
1: Sure, beans. These
0: uh, but are it, it'd probably for... go to Mahomes because he had to throw it to him or something like that. That's, That's why, why, why I think receivers are picture. hard.
1: Sure.
0: I don't know. I just so, think that's kind of, yeah, okay.
1: But the, none of these players are going to win Super Bowl MVP. Okay. That's the point. Okay, all right. The I, first two I named, you could see it, and that's why the low down the list. You know, one of our corners like gets like two picks and returns one for a touchdown, might win Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. Fred Warner gets like a billion tackles and like an interception or whatever, or like in a forced fumble, something that could happen. And, like, Travis Kelsey doesn't do anything because of him, might get Super Bowl MVP. You know, after that, like, our receivers, the wide receivers have won Super Bowl MVP, even recently. Yeah.
2: You know, but.
1: All right. Number two, Taylor Swift. Would okay. it All happen? Right. Probably not. But maybe. It would be, you know, big for the NFL. First woman to win Super Bowl MVP. And number one, Sam Darnold. Brock Purdy gets hurt. Sam Darnold wins the Super Bowl, wins Super Bowl MVP.
0: Somehow I still feel like that should be number two and the Taylor Swift one, but that's my opinion.
1: I can't put Taylor Swift at number one. She's Uh... more like. I'm being dead serious right now. If I asked you who is more likely to win Super Bowl MVP, Sam Darnold or Taylor Swift, would you pick Sam Darnold who is only going to get into the game so like Sam Darnold is only going to get into the game if Brock Purdy gets hurt and then he has to win the game and he pretty much has to play the entire game for the most part and play a good game or the NFL could just give to Taylor Swift because NFL and being stupid yeah which one do you think is more likely probably Sam Darnold might get Super Bowl MVP. You know, Taylor Swift at number one, bro. That defeats the purpose of the list. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I should have. I should have thought it out better. I, that was on spot. All right, Beans, are you ready for the worst segment of all time?
0: Let's do this.
1: All right, Beans, what am I naming? So I, ha- I told you guys last week that I was going to name every Super Bowl matchup that I could in reverse chronological order. I feel like I deserve three strikes on the teams. Okay. I can go shoot if you want, I can try Super Bowl MVP, and I can try location.
0: MVP I won't know, but I have the Super Bowls.
1: Well, you have the location, right? Yeah, I have locations. I don't know all the locations. This is just purely for flexing, if I get those. Because I don't know that. Okay. Or at least not off the top of my head.
2: Okay. So, obviously, Super
1: Bowl 57, Chiefs defeat Eagles in Glendale or Phoenix or whatever. Yep. Super Bowl 56, Rams defeat Bengals in L.A. or whatever the fuck they want to call it. 55, Tampa Bay defeats Kansas City in Tampa Bay. Those are, like, the two really easy ones. During COVID. During COVID. Doesn't count. Not my personal record book. By the way, just want to say, um, incredible, that, like, we went 54 years of Super Bowls. None of the home team, or none of the hometown teams ever, like, were in a Super Bowl, and then it happened twice in a row.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, Incredible. Wild. Um, 54.
1: Chiefs defeat 49ers in Miami. Yep. Okay. Nah. This is where it gets a little bit tricky. (laughs) I actually do not know. I think I know. I'm pretty sure that this is paid. Well, I know it's Patriots defeat Rams. Yep.
0: I'm, Really sure this game was in Atlanta? Yep, you are correct.
1: Okay, because I then know Eagles defeat Patriots in Minneapolis. Yep, and then it's Patriots defeat Falcons in
0: Houston. Yep, that's the come from behind victory, twenty eight three.
1: That's the twenty eight three game, and then Pey- Jerry geriatric Pey- Peyton Manning and his Broncos defeat <laughs> MVP Cam Newton and his Panthers in. San Santa Clara, I guess it technically would be. Yep. Santa Clara, San Francisco. And so now here's the one I don't know. So I know that the Patriots beat the Seahawks. Yep. I know, I know that's what happened in Super Bowl 49. I don't know where this game was at. I'm pretty sure it happened indoors.
0: Yes, you are correct.
1: I'm pretty sure it... So here's the thing. New Orleans is Super Bowl forty-seven. That's the lights turnoff
2: game. So I know it's not that. And
1: I know it can't be Houston. Because Houston happens two years from then. And I also know it's probably not Dallas. Because I think Dallas has only hosted, like, one Super Bowl since Jerry World has been open, which is insane.
2: So, my two guesses
1: kind of boil down to, because I remember this game was indoors. I'm going to go, part of me thinks it could be Atlanta in the old Georgia Dome. I don't, that's not my guess. My guess is in Arizona.
0: Yep, Glendale, Arizona.
1: Oh, baller. Super Bowl 48 is Seahawks defeat Broncos in MetLife in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Correct. And then 47, like aforementioned, Ravens defeat 49ers in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. 45 no wait, 46 is Giants defeat Patriots. That one I'm
2: not sure where it's at. I think
1: Oh, I want to say that that one was also in a dome. It was. I'm pretty, I'm pretty. They're pretty much all in domes. I don't know why I keep saying I'm pretty sure they were dome. Um, that one, I think, is also Houston.
0: Nope. That one happened in Indianapolis.
1: Oh, oh, that is right. Yep, that's right. But, all right. So there you go. I. I I tap out at 46 on consecutive locations named. I will continue to do it because I'm a mad lad, and it helps. I do know that 45 is Packers defeat Steelers in Dallas, though.
2: Yep. This is riveting content, beans. Keep going. I am, because the Saints beat the Colts in...
1: Somewhere in Florida.
0: Yep. We were just here not that long ago.
1: Uh well don't tell me that. I was gonna say Miami. Yep. That's weird because um Miami's also shooting both forty-one. Um so forty-three is uh Steelers over Cardinals. I'm pretty sure that one. Isn't that one like in Jacksonville?
0: Uh that one was at Raymond James Stadium.
1: Oh, it's in Tampa. Okay, that one was in Tampa. Um uh, forty two is Giants over Patriots. That one's in Phoenix. Yep. Uh forty one is um Colts over Bears. That one is in Miami as well. Unless it's not. Is it not? Is that the one? <laughs>
0: No, Did that they, was in Miami. You are correct.
1: Oh, okay. That's the one with uh, the rain. Yep. Steelers over Seahawks for Super Bowl 40. That was in Detroit. Good job. Um, 39 is Patriots over Eagles. That one was in Jacksonville. Yep. Um, Patriots over Panthers for 38. That was in Houston.
2: Um... Correct, And yeah. then it's
1: Bucks over Raiders <clears throat>
2: mm-hmm.
1: And I don't know where this one was at um, um, it's, It I, was an outdoor stadium I think it, it was in San Diego
0: You are correct
2: And I'm good And then um,
1: It's Patriots over Rams in 36
2: mm-hmm.
1: And that was a dome stadium as well I'm not for certain. I can't remember. So the one after this one. No, I can do both. I'm going to say Atlanta. I think that one was Atlanta.
0: Superdome. Louisiana. Oh, that was, that in, was in Louisiana.
1: Oh, yeah. That was that one was in New Orleans. Rip. I probably should stop doing locations because now it's just like blurry. Like I'm pretty sure the Rams played the uh, Titans when we get to that one. Like I'm pretty sure that game was in Atlanta then. Yep. Um but we'll, we'll get to that. So Super Bowl 35 is Ravens over Giants. Yep. And uh that was an outdoor game. I don't know, it was in Miami.
0: No, is that Raymond James? Oh, okay. So
1: I'm done with locations. At this point I'm just going to be naming off like worthless
0: locations. Yeah, just give me give me the Super Bowl.
1: I I just wanted people to know how good I am at this, um, even though I'm not really good at it. Anyways, so 35 was Ravens over Giants. 34 is Rams over Titans. And so this is the point where I always kind of forget what happens. So I'm pretty sure this this is the Elway one. So it's, yes. Broncos over Falcons first. Yep. And then Broncos over Packers second, which then leads into Packers over Patriots for Super Bowl 31. Yep. And so then Super Bowl 30 is Cowboys over Steelers to cap off their little four-year run. And between their back-to-back and 30, there's the Steve Young Super Bowl, where San Francisco beat San Diego or the Niners beat the Chargers. And then it's back-to-back years of Dallas over Buffalo yep. for 28 and 27. 26 is Washington over Buffalo. 25 is the Giants over the Bills. Yep. And now we don't know where we're at. Um... Now, now, okay, no, I'm not saying I don't know where I'm at. I know I'm at Super Bowl 25. I know I'm in like 1980
0: something or 1990 something.
1: You're in 1990.
0: 1991, I think. Yeah, 91. It was, do you want me to tell you what it was?
1: No, I'm going to try and like find my bearings. Because I know that there's like a Raiders Super Bowl in here because it, or it's somewhere around here. Because the Raiders won the Super Bowl over the Redskins at some point in the 1980s because Ronald Reagan called Marcus Allen and like called him a weapon of mass destruction or something, which is hilarious in retrospect. So I know that exists in there. I'm trying to get to Super Bowl 22, because I'm pretty sure Super Bowl 22 is Niners versus Bengals number two. Nope. Well, don't tell me it's not that. Okay. I know that 16 is... I know the first one of that Niners-Bengals series is in...
2: Super Bowl 16.
1: And there's a lot of Elway just losing games in this period, too, right? Like, Elway just loses a ton of Super Bowls in this period.
0: Yeah.
2: Three um, of four. And I know
1: Joe Montana.
2: Joe Montana's got to have four in here. I know one of them, Super Bowl 16. Uh.
1: Yeah, this is so. I can go up from 1 to 10, too, I think. But let's go from there, and then we can just bookend and say, I don't fucking know. Because, like, it's like Packers over Chiefs for 1, Packers over Raiders for 2, Jets over Colts for 3, Chiefs over Vikings for 4, Colts over Cowboys for 5. And I'm pretty sure it's like. Cowboys over Dolphins.
0: Yep.
1: For 6 and then it's like Dolphins over probably Dolphins over Vikings for 7 and then no wait, it's Mike no. it's it's Dolphins over uh Redskins for 7 and then Dolphins over Vikings for 8,
0: right? There you go. Yep.
1: I I got my perfect season mixed around. The perfect season happens first and then yeah. So that's you know the little back to back and then I know 10,
2: I think, so 10 is Steelers over Cowboys. I do know that. Yep.
1: Just trying to remember where the Steelers won other Super Bowls. And isn't like 11 like Raiders over Vikings as well?
2: Which means,
1: I think this. So is 12 is Steelers over Rams? No. That's like my first big miss. 14 is Raiders over Eagles, isn't it? That's like the Ron Jaworski one.
2: 13? I said 14. Is it 13?
1: Wh- no. Which
0: one? 11, 11 is Oakland over Minnesota.
1: I said that.
0: 12 is. You want me to just tell you what 12 is?
1: No, I I just want to know which one of the Raiders beat the Eagles in. That one's either twelve, thirteen, or fourteen. I think it's fourteen, but I can't 15.
0: remember. It's fifteen. Yep. What? And then fourteen it, fourteen, and thirteen have the same victors.
1: Yeah, it's probably the Steelers then. Yep. That's what I want to.
2: That's what because I, I think.
1: I'm pretty sure the Steelers go back-to-back twice. Yes. I'm pre- I don't know who wants- no, the No, Cal- I'm pretty sure the Cowboys won Super Bowl 8 over the Broncos, and then it's like Steelers over whoever, Steelers over Cowboys, and then they eventually have their other back-to-back in between the Raiders winning that one. And then, yeah. like, I, get- I-, I guess 15... I-, I didn't know when Raiders over Eagles was... There's a couple of landmarks that I know once I get to 25. Like, obviously, I only got, like, realistically, I got, like, 70% of them right, probably. Like, 20 is, like, Bears over Patriots. Like, I know that one. Yeah. Like, I don't know, 22 22 is probably, like, San Francisco over Denver or something like that, or San Francisco over Miami. I'm pretty sure San Francisco won Super 40,
0: 22. 22 and eighty eight. Sure, uh, Is that... Red Redskins over Denver.
1: See, I don't see, I don't. That's see, that's the Doug Williams game. I didn't know. Yeah, but anyways, I gave it my best shot, America. Um, if you put up a deal of who won the game, I could tell you won the game, but. My knowledge only goes back to Super Bowl 25, and for some reason I cannot remember. I can't, I can remember everything up to Super Bowl 7 and everything from 25 to 28. But 8 to 24, don't know. Don't know why I can't remember that. Again, Landmark games, Super Bowl 20, Super Bowl 16,
2: like, Super Bowl X, like, I remember the O's. I don't remember the other ones,
0: though. How would you grade my performance, Beans? Dude, you were, like, I, an A+. plus. I would never... I wouldn't even made it past, like... Once you get to, like, 1999, I'm, like, a little blurry, because I wasn't even all... I was, like... didn't even go that much further back from 1999, though. I only went to, like,
1: 91. Still, that's impressive. And then I got, like... Like the first couple are like easy Because it's just like Packers, Packers, Jets, Chiefs Colts is a weird one And then like Dallas And then Two Miamis But like other than that
2: I give myself a B plus Good job I'm, I'm proud of you
1: Thanks Beans well, Beans, do you have a thought-provoking moment before we get out of here?
0: Um, no, I don't want to ruin the moment. Um, I feel like we just need to go into this game prepared mentality-wise. I don't want to provoke anybody, people, anybody's minds before. I'll have a good one next week, I promise you. Beans just doesn't have one this week, so he's viewing. No, I do. I've actually, I I really, I should just share you guys my notes app. I've got like. you can't
1: share those notes. It'll ruin the surprise.
0: I know, but I got like six.
1: Well, keep them.
0: I will. I need to keep them for moments.
2: All right, Beans. Well,
1: it was a hell of a show today. Sam bored everyone out of their shoes in that last segment we talked nonstop about bullshit during the chiefs and we just absolutely rattled on about the royals and the sunflower showdown. So, what a show that was. Do you
0: have a final word to say, Beans? Uh, let's fucking go. I am pumped. I'm excited. I'm about to scream. I'm about to be like Jason Kelsey in the fucking booth at buffalo stadium i'm gonna have my shirt off i'm gonna have like 12 beers deep and i'm just gonna be yelling all over the place i'm pumped
1: <clears throat> he's pumped ladies and gentlemen and we're pumped that we've been able to bring this show to you for two different kansas city chief super bowl content shows it has made making the show much easier for us maybe next year we can go for a 3d to everyone who listened today we want to thank you if you would like to support us on twitter we have a Twitter. It is at underscore underscore F3S. That's underscore underscore F3S. All capital letters. You'll see our name and logo in the profile picture. There we tweet all of our episodes out. Pinned is the Scott Hansen episode as obvious. But the most recent one will show up for Apple and Spotify. If you would also like to follow us on those two platforms, feel free to do so. And if you want merchandise, just like Beans has on right now, don't go to our link. But if you want our sponsored merchandise, it's in the description of our Twitter account. We want to thank everyone for playing with us today. We hope that you have a great Super Bowl Sunday, and we hope that eventually Congress will make Super Bowl, the Super, or the Monday after the Super Bowl, a federal holiday. Thanks again for everyone listening. We'll see you next time. Peace out.
0: Did you know Christian McCaffrey has like tattoos on the back of his arm? I never noticed that until I've been like until like the last game. He just doesn't seem like a tattoo guy, but he's got he's got a couple on his back arm, so kind of cool.